Welcome back to Sad Girl Hours. I am joined by one of my very best friends. And it's so funny because I feel like when I do my intros, when I have people, I sound so different than when I'm by myself. <laughs> like I'm, I feel I like having people on because I think I'm a little bit more confident. I can see that. Is, I, I don't know why that is. I mean, um, I feel like it's because you have somebody to bounce stuff off of mostly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for those of you um, who do not know, this is Haley Gerard. Hi. Little neon drizzle. Little drizzle. Neon uh, drip. It, drip. <laughs> I can't do it because I'm wearing I hope it's like can't, I can't I'm do wearing, the, what, my dad. <laughs> I can't do it right now, but there we go. That's better. There we go. See, you need a sample of that. Just neon. Oh, I'm tr- I'm planning on it. Fuck this yeah. is neon. Like, Trip. Yep. Yes, yes, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I have talked about you quite a few times on the show. As I have heard, the legend is here, guys. You the can be excited now. I'm just kidding. The one and only. <laughs> but really, though, like Sasha knows you. Obviously, Tim is our He's shared my dad. dadager. Yes, yes. Uh, Logan is. You were like his very first friend when he came out here. Really, which makes me mm-hmm. like slightly sad, but at the same time really excited because I'm like I'm the first friend. By the same time, I'm the first friend. Like, oh my god. I think the first one that he felt like genuinely was like wanted to get to know him for sure. Yeah, like you just I don't know you. Um, I talked about it on Shelby's podcast too because how we all kind of got close was from me sharing that app during the beginning of quarantine Uh and then we just talked every day and then you Uh and I got closer and I want you to tell them the story of how you actually first heard of me (laughs) because I was not aware of this until a few days ago and I was like excuse me what that is crazy this bitch okay (laughs) so I was trying to figure out like what I wanted my DJ name to be and as you know like I have crystals literally in every like free space of my room so I was like oh crystal would be a cool idea so I look it up on SoundCloud and I literally I shit you not I I wanted to do the Z too and everything I was gonna have a Z T A L so it was gonna be slightly different but um I look it up on freaking SoundCloud and there's this bitch named Crystal Crystal and she's in Salt Lake City and I was like okay well I'm not doing that (laughs) and she does EDM um but suffice to say I actually like it for a second, I was like, "Ah," but I think neon drip like fits my personality. Oh, it a lot definitely better, does. So. You're definitely cool. crystal. Thank you. Well, not like that was before we really. I I don't think you even knew who I was before that. Nope. I knew of you because of Garrett. Um, shout out Garrett. I don't know if he listens to this, but I love that sweet soul. Me too. I miss him. I haven't hung out with him in a while. And he did tell me about you too. He had constantly been like, "You need to meet Serena." You he need did to meet that. Serena. Vice versa. Um, and. <laughs> Then once I found out that I was friends with you on Facebook and stuff and we had been talking and things like that, I remember you guest listed me for Jason Ross about in 2019 because yeah, he yep. came around my birthday. That was d- my birthday show too. Yep. I didn't end up going, unfortunately, but, um, oh, wait, maybe it that. wasn't around my birthday. I thought it was in December, but maybe It not. was in, uh, it was around March. Oh, mm-hmm. ah. Time I thought so maybe but I also am the worst with the concept of time, so, especially now that I'm pregnant, like it's just not. 
Well, yeah, your whole two brain cells are taken over by beans. So, like, literally, <laughs> a little mess to be determined. <laughs> but please be Freya. I came up with that. Freya. I'm. I'm recording yes. this right now so everybody knows. If she's named Freya, it's because of me. Just so you guys know. Freya, you keep Freya. adding oh, the... you're right. I'm sorry. I'm Freya. sorry. It's Freya. okay. But you, Haley did come up with that, a mix between Faye and the goddess Freya, which I've always worked very closely with in my practice. Not like legitimate like deity work because I've only done that with one other um, goddess. And that was because she kind of like was like, bitch. We are <laughs> like I wish a goddess would Freya. be like, ho, listen here. Like you it really it comes at weird times. Freya was around a lot for me when I I think it was right before my ex and I broke up that he wasn't a part of the like he liked EDM, but like he wasn't a part of the culture at all, which is funny now because now with his new girlfriend he goes to raves and stuff. Like no shade what at all, but it's poster. just it's just funny because I'm just like you weren't supportive at all because I was trying to do the DJ thing back then too but she was around a lot for that because I really was not standing in my boundaries and in my truth Mm -hmm. and I was really just like taking bullshit and I very much want to instill in my daughter to always stand strong in her boundaries and to know what that looks like Uh at such an early age because it's something that I learned so late in life and I I like it's something that I feel like should be talked about so much more and um obviously I want to (laughs) obviously you guys need to go check out Neon Drip on SoundCloud (laughs) find her on Facebook I'll make sure I link all her socials like um but what I was having you on to talk about because we talk about this a lot because you've been through a lot and you've been very open with me like and sometimes I have to be like okay but you're not that person anymore so stop but like ever since we've been friends you've always been very open about you know I there was a point where I used to be toxic and um you've done so much work and I I don't even get to appreciate or acknowledge how much work because of the fact that I didn't know you back then yeah I I got to meet more evolved little and yes this is a uh, Capri Sun that we're sitting in front of her and my mom have the same birthday I am a Capri Sun this is like me <laughs> sun and moon so I'm a bitch just kidding I'm not a bitch but I have been before for sure for sure well and I, I you're lying if you can sit as a human being and be like yeah I've never been an asshole oh, ever yeah, like, that's a given yeah but it's it's hard because like a lot of times, especially on social media, you're seeing, you know, I don't even know how to word it. Just like a lot of like pointing blame at others and like what no longer serves me, I'm just going to cut off. A lack of accountability and, and a lack of being able to deal with things that are maybe stuff that you don't necessarily want to deal with, but things that you should deal with. Absolutely. And it bleeds out to where other people can see it and notice it, especially if you've been in that position. Mm -hmm. So kind of whatever, and I say this to everybody, but whatever you feel comfortable sharing about that time and like kind of like walk people through like where you were at, kind of what made you be like, oh, (laughs) I can't do this anymore. So the thing that really kind of opened my eyes to like, I cannot continue to act like this anymore was 
partially social media and a whole lot of ruining my own personal relationships. So um, the final nail in the coffin where I decided, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. I need to seek therapy. I need to like look inward and figure out what's going on with me that's making me treat people so poorly. Um, mostly the men that I was dating. Um, okay. So I was dating this guy. He was a very, very close friend of mine. And I, <clears throat> like, honestly, I, I definitely believe that there's certain situations where two people just are not good for each other. Right. Usually there's a person who's kind of instigating more toxicity than, than the other. And in that right. situation, it was me. So... I was on his ass 24-7, constantly just being a bitch, freaking out over nothing, like, just being upset about things that, honestly, at the end of the day, didn't fucking matter, so. Like, finding issues in small things, or, like, creating. Oh, yeah, like, I remember, and, like, it wasn't just that, like, there would be situations that would pop up because of a whole lot of different reasons, like, uh, I, I truly feel like I ended up instigating a situation where he always constantly felt so on edge that even when I wasn't trying to be attacking, he would take it as attacking and then would react accordingly. And then it would escalate from there because I'm like, I'm not trying to be an asshole right now. Absolutely. Even though I've been an asshole so much that it doesn't even matter. He can't differentiate the difference at that mm. point. So <clears throat> rightfully so, he broke up with me mm-hmm. and... Honestly, thank God he did, because I probably wouldn't have done it, and it was just a bad situation for the two of us. Um, But especially, I just treated him, like, so, so poorly. So, and he meant a lot to me. So, when I lost him, I was like, I'm not doing this again. I don't want to deal with losing anybody else that I really, truly care about, whether as a friend or not, um, because of my actions. Especially in that way. No, it sucks. People come and go, but for it to be this toxic thing that once was not and didn't have to be. Oh, yeah. Like, me and him were best friends before beforehand sorry yeah. I cut out a little bit <laughs> you're okay <laughs> well and a lot of this comes from unhealed traumas and Ooh, yeah. an unhealed inner child so much shit. um and a wounded not only just those things but like I've recently learned about it's a specific uh pattern I actually am gonna try and pull up the video um to kind of run off of this because um oh my goodness i was trying to make (laughs) that sounds like the intro for some sort of tlc show like what not to wear or like 90 day fiance or some shit it was actually i was trying to make this will come out after my dad's birthday so it's okay but i was trying to make a tiktok for my dad's birthday for him because he's so silly and I have so many videos of him just being a fucking goon. Oh, he's hilarious. But I was trying to find, because it's a minute long and trying to find a song that works that has a minute long thing is a bitch. So that was actually Angels and Airwaves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's a classic one, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. They're, yeah, they're um, Blink-182s. I think, I don't know if it was Tom DeLonge or not. I can't remember which singer it was, but it's his project oh so it's got that like early 2000s high school movie vibe where it's like but it's not as it's not punky like blink 182 it's It's not like bowling for soup type of yeah it's elenium type of emo because he he loves them okay i fuck with them yeah he listens to them um so i did find the video um it is a couple minutes long but i think it's worth hearing and i think it will add to the conversation so i am going to play it for you guys this has to do with the wounded Feminine and the wounded masculine and how that can cause this cycle 
um, that a lot of times we don't even realize we're in unless somebody like I like I am very open like Logan and I we have a great relationship but when you're together for so long and you live together like things kind of tend to like if you aren't constantly working and when we're trying to move and we're trying to prepare for baby and like all these things um it kind of is easy to let like working on your relationship kind of go to the back burner a little bit oh that's super easy and so even when I watched this I was like oh my god this makes so much sense and I think even like really strong healthy couples like Logan and I could relate to this um so I'm just gonna let her Right, so I'm about to give away the biggest secret that relationship coaches know, but most people don't. If you understand this one little thing, you can prevent like 90% of conflict and have a longer, happier, more deeply connected relationship. So here it is. The number one source of conflict in heterosexual romantic relationships is what's called the abandonment shame spiral. It is the painful, vicious cycle that happens when the most common female emotional wound, the fear of abandonment, triggers or is triggered by the most common male emotional wound, the fear of not measuring up or the shame wound. P.S. I'm only speaking to heterosexual relationships here simply because not enough research has been done yet on how this applies to homosexual relationships. Women are evolutionarily programmed to be hyper attuned to signs of potential abandonment simply because we're hardwired to, you know, not pick partners that are going to impregnate us and then leave us to raise the babies alone. This starts very early. Studies show that when female babies feel threatened, their tend and befriend survival response is activated and their instinct is to make eye contact with someone. Men are societally and evolutionarily programmed to believe that it's their duty to provide and protect, so they're predisposed to feeling extra shame when they feel they're not measuring up. So here's how these two wounds activate each other. For example, when a woman is feeling like her partner isn't showing up as fully for her as she wants him to, something as simple as him forgetting to pick up toilet paper on his way home from work, her abandonment wound is activated. And when she relays that to him from that wounded place, he tends to hear it as criticism, which activates his shame wound. He feels like he's failed to provide for her adequately and the work that he has done for her has been overlooked. And then he feels the need to defend and withdraw, which makes her feel even more abandoned and hurt, which makes him feel like even more of a failure, which makes him withdraw even more, which makes her feel even more abandoned. And the cycle continues. No matter who starts it, once it gets going, the shame abandonment spiral is a feedback loop which just leads to more and more disconnection and hurt. The tricky part about this is that the only way out is to empathize with your partner's emotional wound, which is difficult to relate to because it's not the emotional wound that you carry. So it takes some getting used to, but the moment we stop focusing on the what of the argument and we start focusing on the why, which is the abandonment shame spiral, then we become a united front working to heal this relational wound. So when you notice this cycle is happening, name it then hold each other and breathe together, and then do your best to speak for your wounded part rather than from your wounded part, and do your best to understand, listen to, and comfort the wounded part of your partner. Holy shit. Isn't that insane? Holy shit. I was mind blown when I I was just like, you just, you gave me a nugget of knowledge that is just like, 
it, and I like what she said at the end of speak for your wounded part mm-hmm. rather than from your yeah. wounded part, which I understand like in situations can be hard to do. But if you are aware of this type of cycle or you're going back to accountability, if you're aware of your certain triggers or your wounded parts, um, it's a lot easier for you to carry on having healthy, happy relationships, whether they're romantic friendships with your family because you can understand where you're coming from and what is actually a trigger and try and differentiate that from what is actually boundary crossing no I was clutching my pearls that whole time like (laughs) honestly I was like oh my god because like and you've talked a little bit about that to me before um sorry guys my throat I keep clearing that happened to me on Tim's episode and I had to it's okay you're big chilling we're Um, we're human and I'm not gonna make Dre edit out every other uh throat clear cool um but that definitely like that abandonment wound holy shit that's me holy shit that is me to a t like it's actually kind of funny that you that she said it in those in that kind of phrase because Mm -hmm. I actually wrote down a couple things that, like, in, prepar- in preparation for this podcast. Wow, say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> I basically was writing down, like, I didn't write down as much as I wanted to, but I wrote down this one download that I had where it was after I meditated. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I won't give you guys the full backstory, but there's been a lot of crap happening at my house with my mm-hmm. family unit and stuff like that recently. Serena knows all about it. But, um after I did that meditation, I realized that I have a really big thing about have, like feeling like people have space for me because I don't feel like my parents had a whole lot of space for me when I was growing up. Right. So that abandonment wound, Absolutely. 100% to, to a T, basically. Yeah, and I, I relate to that. Not because, again, anything that my parents have done, um, well... Because we've, I've talked about it on the podcast, like my parents and I haven't always had that great relationship that we have now. So, and that's not to say, it's not like they realized in the moment because they've grown so much too, like, and they were so young while raising us. So it's like, you don't realize in that moment what it can do on top of like stuff with my dad, like very much have that abandonment issue. And Mm -hmm. I've made it worse because I was constantly... Seeking out partners that subconsciously I knew weren't, they weren't actually going to be there. Yeah, that's exactly right, honestly. Um, sorry, I had to burp for a second, so I lost my train of thought. Um, okay. I, can, <laughs> I can edit that out if you want. Um, that's fine. People can hear my bodily functions. It's fine. Um, but basically, yeah, like the whole, I, I really genuinely feel, and like with my parents, they would, they're still on that wave where it's like, oh, we didn't cause anything. We didn't do anything. Da, 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 da. I love bad. them dearly. If you guys hear this, I'm sorry, but y'all know you're fucked up a little bit. So <laughs> it's fine. Just, this is a generation of honesty. My dad said it, man. Yep. Honestly, I and I will say that to their face and I have said it to their face. So, so you're like, it's okay. Yeah. So they know. But um, shit, where was I going with that again? My brain is like. Oh, how your, your parents are still kind of in the oh, cycle yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. So they're still definitely in that like point where they're not super like they understand that they did stuff that Mm -hmm. caused issues for me Mm -hmm. when I was a kid um but I don't think they realize like how what they did caused like my mental health stuff like and I feel like I mean it's hard to acknowledge that when you're a parent like oh my kid has this or my kid feels like this or my kid 
thinks yeah. I like made them feel like this. I'm sure. Um, and like parenting is the hardest job in the world. So I'm not going to pretend like I know I'm not a parent, so I don't yeah. fucking know. But, I'm um, beginning stages. So you're getting there. <laughs> I was like, I'm still, and, and that's the thing too. Like, I think because of our experiences, like luckily we can break these generational curses. Like that's yeah. what you're in the process of doing you and your brother both. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm trying so hard to get my brother into therapy. Like I literally, and I told you about this the other day. Um, cause like with the stuff that most recently happened with my family, I won't tell you guys everything, but holy shit people like, well, and I want to say before you continue, like you, if you, listen to this and you just like know of Haley or have seen Haley out and you're just an acquaintance of her like obviously she's not gonna dive too deep but like you would never ever ever guess that you've been through the things that you've been through oh yeah I get told that all the time they're like what you do with that like I'm like yeah surface level it looks all honky-dory especially like with the family stuff like people will come over to my house and be like oh your family's so put together your house is so nice I'm like we're a mess over here (laughs) we're hanging by a thread (laughs) like well and every family has something so that I think it's important for conversations like this so people like not that it should be normal, but all of us, whether we're conscious of it or not, are if you're dealing with stuff like this and you're going against the grain of what your family has put into you your whole life, you're in the process of breaking those generational curses. You yeah. are part of something that's so much bigger. It is it's it's hard and it's a big thing to do because mm-hmm. that's that's another reason why I never wanted to act like how I did in previous instances because I didn't want my kids growing up seeing that, and right. I wanted to show them, like, hey, you can get better, and I'm even trying to show that with certain members of my family, where it's like, hey, doesn't matter how you're acting right now, mm-hmm. L- look at it, adjust, do some self-reflection, go talk to a counselor or therapist or somebody who's a professional that knows how to deal with these kinds of emotions, and then go from there. It's not linear like I still have moments where I'll catch myself getting like kind of snippy with my family members and stuff and like just the people that I'm around every day and I have to take a second to be like okay like is it them or is it me Mm -hmm. all right like and sometimes I have to separate myself because I'm just like I'm just gonna be a bitch no matter what so I'm just gonna separate myself and like like do my own thing everybody does I feel like I feel like if you don't have those moments then you are a freaking sort some sort of robot and I need to know what kind of lubricant that you use because (laughs) (laughs) these joints need that shit so (laughs) well and I don't know I just think because I talk a lot about self-love and what that looks like and choosing yourself first and being selfish and like all these things but it is equally as important, and we touched on this with the, when we've talked about shadow work and the shadow self, is that accountability. If you can't have that accountability with yourself and with the people around you, um, you're only going to grow so far and you're going to continue hitting these walls. And I unfortunately, like, I know a lot of people that are this way because it's not... I think it's normal because I'm surrounded by a lot of like-minded people that self-improvement and Mm self-growth and self-awareness is very much a huge part of them and their journey. And But most people in the world, I don't feel like, are that way, unfortunately. I think think that a lot of times it's easier to point fingers at the world or the people around you or your situation. Oh, yeah. 
happens. Blame things that happen to you on that. And I'm oh, yeah. I'm not saying it, it like if certain things happen, not every single thing I don't think that happens to you has to be a cause from what you've done because it's important to understand like the butterfly effect. Like something could happen to you because of what someone else chooses to do as well. No, yeah, and that's that's definitely true. Um, I definitely think that a lot of people lack a certain ability to look at the the parts that they don't like about themselves because it's hard. Like that was, I felt like shit. I mean, I felt like shit about myself before, like with my ex um, who kind of instigated this whole like revolution of self thing for me. Um, Oh shit. I can't, I can't keep my train of thought straight with this. This is like the hardest fucking thing ever. Um, (laughs) You're okay. But the, the accountability aspect, like I felt like shit about myself and I felt like shit about myself before that and then I felt even more like shit about myself because I felt like I was this toxic abusive person who didn't deserve anything good to happen I didn't deserve someone to love me I didn't deserve to love somebody else in a healthy way I didn't think it was possible for me Um, because all because you happened to fall in that toxicity during a time and it's a lot easier to ignore that and to continue on with what you're doing than to sit and look and say I don't like myself like not just like oh I don't like how my body looks I I'm insecure I genuinely don't like myself Mm -hmm. it's completely like it's it's such a different thing and it's really hard to get yourself out of that but thank god for like my friend Jack like I hung out with him all the time he was I don't hang out with him as much I need to but Mm -hmm. um he was constantly somebody who was like no Haley I've known you for a long time like and I know that this is not just one aspect of you. And that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people need to realize is even if somebody is toxic, that's one facet of who they are. And like, I'm not sitting here saying that you should take the bullshit behavior that someone gives you and that you deserve, like that you should make excuses for somebody treating you like shit. Like that's not the case. If someone is being toxic to you, you of course have 100% the right to cut it off. But at the same time, understand like I, I don't know. Like, they could have been a bad person to you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person in general. Abs- well, absolutely. And I think it it plays hand in hand with what's going on in that person's life at the time. Like, that's why oh, yeah. I really... Um, I really try, if I do have to make those decisions of distancing myself from anybody, um, I'm also doing it with the knowledge that, like, just because this has happened and this is happening doesn't mean that this is who they are at the core. But at this time, I can't be oh, around yeah. it. And you don't have to be around yeah. it even after the fact, too. Like, that's one thing that if you are a toxic person and you're trying you to be better, to you have accept. to. Yes, you that. And Garrett actually was the one who told me that because I was hanging out with Garrett a good amount after mm-hmm. this whole breakup, too. And Garrett, I was talking to him about it. And he's like, well, Haley, you can't just expect somebody to, like, forgive you when you've done things that have genuinely hurt them, like that's not your place. And he right. said it in such a good way. Like it was constructive yet to the point and like blunt. And yeah. It was exactly what I needed to hear because Absolutely. it's true. Like I was upset that he left and cause like the shit that had gone down that really like ended our relationship <clears throat> happened a few months before we actually broke up. So I was like, why did he do this? Why didn't he just end it then? And all Garrett was like, it's not your job to worry about it. It's not your place to think about it. Mm-hmm. Just focus on trying to be better for the next person that you're with. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Like, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's a huge thing. And I think 
a lot of what makes you better is when you understand the trauma that goes in behind what happens. Because a lot of times you'll hear of something that happens to somebody and they're like, oh, no, I'm fine. Like, I, I, I don't, it's all good. I'm, I'm okay. Uh-huh. And then they don't go and seek professional help for it. I, I fully disagree with that. Any traumatic thing that happens to you, I feel like you should go and talk to somebody. Even just, like, if nothing's going on, you should go and talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Because one thing that happened to me, so I'll, I'll tell you guys this. I, I don't know for a fact if this is, like, the psychological cause to my issues. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my issues are, like, men-oriented. Right. Um, and it's not just, like, well, it's not when I'm just talking to a guy or something like that. It's, like, when I'm in a relationship or something, that's when it's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's going to happen anymore because I've been single for so fucking long and I've done a shit ton of therapy. So, And I just notice in my day-to-day interactions where I get heated that it right. doesn't pop off like it used to with anybody. So right. I definitely don't think that that's going to be an issue anymore. But basically what caused what I think caused my trauma is I am one of the, what is it, one in four or one in three women who are raped before they're an adult technically. Yeah, I yeah. think it was one in three. That sorry, guys, we're getting, a, I know, sorry, we're getting a little heavy, but I was 14. He was my very first boyfriend ever, first kiss, first everything. Um, and I literally just, I mean, first boyfriend, I was in ninth grade, I think. Yeah. I had no idea how to deal with boys at the time. Like, mm-hmm. so when he tried to be like all coercive and shit, I didn't know how to get him to back Say the fuck no. off. Yeah. So, and I never had any sort of, like anger issues towards him or anything but then the very next boyfriend that I had after that like a year and a half two years later oh I was such an ass like I was such an asshole and I really do think that that's because something happened to me Mm -hmm. that subconsciously was like oh fuck these men like they're you are not safe around these people when it made you need to have the need to be in control well yeah and then the fact that so that abandonment wound definitely comes into play because this guy, when I, that first boyfriend, I don't even, like, I don't know, I don't even like to call him my first boyfriend because I don't count him, but the first guy that I ever dated or whatever who did that, um, he did that, and then, like, a month later, or not even a month, probably a couple weeks later, like, ditched me, full-blown, and I was having a full-blown, like, Stockholm Syndrome-type moment where I was like, what the fuck, like, I don't blame you. Oh, yeah, so I definitely think that that opened up that abandonment wound a lot so one thing that I always tell people is like even if something happens or like something whack occurs and you don't feel like you're not okay like if you feel like you're fine most of the time you should still go and talk to somebody because that kind of shit will manifest itself in ways that you had no idea about even sometimes years down the line because I didn't know what happened to me until I was like 17 or 18 absolutely that's what happens and we've we've touched on that a few mm-hmm. times throughout the yeah, podcast so real, guys. is yeah because especially if you've already been through trauma and something happens and your reaction is very like whatever to it and you're kind of desensitized that's even worse because oh, yeah. in the moment you're desensitized and you're not feeling anything and you're fine but mm-hmm. like you said years later you have no idea how that trauma is going to manifest itself yep. and, and it manifests itself in the ugliest fucking ways that you can possibly imagine like there was a solid and I genuinely feel like all of that stuff was somewhat of a cause to why I felt so insecure when I was a kid like I definitely right. was more insecure in like junior high high school got better mm-hmm. um 
but it's definitely, I think it definitely caused some like level of anxiety and stuff like that, that I had no idea really even existed. So, um, like definitely if whatever, any, anytime anything happens to you, go and seek help because you will appreciate that for yourself in the long run rather than just trying to raw dog it and deal with whatever emotion comes when it comes and deal right. with it in the worst what possible way. Right. So, I mean, and I just don't, I, I definitely want to say this real quick too. If you have been toxic and you have treated people in your life poorly, I'm not going to judge you too harshly for that. I, I definitely like, as anybody would, it definitely puts a little like tick mark in a, oh, are right. you okay? Like bad vibes, bro. Um, but if I can genuinely see that there's accountability, that there's been work happening and that right. you are like just saying sorry and saying like, yeah, I did Genuine, this. It was shitty. Yeah, I'm working on it. That alone will make <laughs> me be like, okay, I can fuck with you. Yeah. Like, but I feel like a lot of people aren't able to do that. So therefore you have to cancel them. <laughs> so, Well, and I think like, I don't know what I was watching the other day, but they were talking about courage and how courage is normally like this big, like this big, like show courage. But like one of the most courageous things you can do as a human is look at the things that you've done that you are not proud of or the parts of you that you are not proud of and say, hey, that actually is not cool. And I'm admitting that and I apologize and I am going to change A, B, C, and D mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm not putting the people I love in this situation or I'm not putting myself in this situation. Yes. Actions, not words. Mm-hmm. Like, I am 100% the person I get. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I, because of my experiences and because of the fact that I have done the things that I've done and I've done the work that I have that to not be a toxic person, I am very much like walk the walk don't talk the talk. Mm-hmm. Like, and I will call you out on that too. Like yeah. I've been called confrontational. I've been called been there. aggressive, <laughs> aggressive, but honestly, like, and this is maybe kind of a hot take, but I feel like my quotations around this, uh, confrontationalism and my <laughs> aggression actually serves me kind of well now, but I got that aggression because of the trauma. So the fact that I was a toxic person back in the day has now made me very much able to set boundaries. And I may not always hold to those boundaries that I set, but I will definitely let you know, like, hey, this isn't my boundary while I'm doing this. Like, that's happened a few times. Well, and I think it's easy, like... um, the masculine is naturally that in-your-face energy, right? That mm-hmm. naturally aggressive energy. So when men are setting boundaries and doing those things, we don't call it aggressive or confrontational. Oh, no. But when a That's woman... just a man being a man. Yeah, but when a woman is uh, standing in her power and putting that boundary line up and she's not budging, then we, we put all these negative labels to oh, it. Yeah. So you see a lot of girls growing up that... Try to be the soft-spoken, quiet. Oh my god! That, um, that don't was... cause any bullshit. And I've yeah. I've been I've been all of those women. Same. I I I am a mix of living all of those lives and being all of those people because I used to be. I just went through waves of it where I would yeah. um, really stand strong in my power and my whatever and not give a fuck. But then something would happen or someone would come along to really like knock that down. Oh, and no. I not making excuses for the things that have happened to me, but also like to take accountability. Like I let certain things slide for way too long 
for way too many people and that sorry guys <laughs> it's okay tim straight up said pussy farts yeah oh i died <laughs> i laughed my ass off for that oh my fucking god I leave it to tim like, leave it fucking. to fucking tim god damn it <laughs> can't take you anywhere now there's pussy farts in two episodes <laughs> Of course, it had to be yours. <laughs> Tim is going to be like, oh, normally I'm roasting you, but today I'm so proud of you. I love when Tim roasts me, honestly, because it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. I feel like if he wasn't roasting me, that's when I need to be concerned. That's just the kind of person Tim is, to be fair. Scorpio as fuck. Goddamn Scorpios. <laughs> and my Scorpio rising loves it, but the rest of my chart is like, oh, damn, son. I know. Most of the time he makes me laugh, but sometimes I'm like, ow, you went in on that one. Damn, and made it, a comment you about can't my not laugh because it's always accurate. Oh my god, yeah, and that's what hurts. Like he's oh, fucking goddamn it, Tim, you and your fucking wit, stop it. Anyways, <laughs> fucking but, Tim, <laughs> we got a little off topic. For it's a second. okay, um, but no, I definitely think that going and talking to somebody, getting help that you need, and forgiving yourself—that's mm-hmm. a big one. Forgive yourself for the shit that you've done because Absolutely. at the end of the day, like. It's a cliche statement, but you only live with you 24 mm-hmm. seven. So make your, your head a nice place to be. So Absolutely. that's definitely one thing that I think will add a certain level of substance to, to people's life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You. And I definitely feel like, and this is maybe also a hot take, but like spirituality and stuff like that definitely mm-hmm. helped me a lot because that Absolutely. whole manifestation thing. I don't know, it just added something. And I definitely feel like I've always been the type of person where religion has, I mean, in the state that we are, like right, it, runs, it runs really deep for a lot mm-hmm. of people. So I grew up constantly surrounded by people with a strong faith base. Yep. And I definitely feel like there's something positive that that adds to your life. So, I mean, I'm not saying that if you don't believe in anything or if you don't have some sort of religion that you follow or something that right. like, something that you do that makes you feel connected to the universe as a whole Mm -hmm. if you don't do that that's fine I just personally feel like it's added a little spice to my life it it absolutely well and I'm gonna do a full episode on my uh experience with psychedelics and go through all of the trips that I had that really were exponential to my growth because um like there there's been times where people have asked me I'm pretty sure even my dad has asked me like how how are you like this? Like, wh- what has made you like this? And like, psychedelics. Like, I'm not. Yep. I'm not even gonna front about it because it. And I think um, I don't need psychedelics to. Now that I'm on this path, I don't need it to stay on this path. But it opened that door oh, yeah. for me at a time when I needed it most, and it came at exactly the right time. And. They have a way of kicking your ass exactly when you need it, is the Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Like, I went to DOS Energy 2018 with said X and had a completely fucking terrible time. And I really, truly think it's because I was in tune with feeling things that I wouldn't, I wasn't picking up on on I my own. I had almost the exact same experience before with one of my exes at Decadence. Um, fucking Decadence. He was rolling and I was on acid. Maybe it was vice versa. I can't remember. But there was just Bad something vibes, weird. Bro. Yeah. I've had it happen to me a lot. I've had it happen to me a lot. Like vibes, they just don't lie. Like they I really don't. I remember <laughs> um, 
I won't make this too long, but this it, I'll I, I'll talk more about because I have quite a few stories of, of this type of situation or things where it was just like what like you can't make that up. Mm-hmm. But I had went day tripping. We went hiking, and there's this guy that I had been talking to, um, and he had ghosted me the night before, um, and. Then, like, right when we were getting up to go hiking, he was all of a sudden messaging me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm going to be doing drugs and my phone's going to die. <laughs> drugs. So, drugs. 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 <laughs> and um, so I was like, I'll let you know, like, when I get back home, my phone's charged, whatever. Go have my trip. Do my thing. Come back home hours and hours later. Not even five minutes I'm in the door. I plug my phone and go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden I hear a knock at my door. Oh, my God. And I just knew it was him, but I oh, didn't get a good God. feeling about it. Oh, hell no. And <laughs> he comes in, and he has flowers and a Sprite, which this kid has done psychedelics. I don't know why he thought Sprite was the move. <laughs> I really wish y'all could see my face right now hearing this story. Oh, my God. I already am like, and oh, fuck. Where is this going? He looked, he already looked, like, sickly to me. Like, he was this weird, like... God, what show is that on? Did you ever watch The Proud Family? Yes. You know the-, the He looks like the little peanut guys? No, you know the <laughs> the three siblings that are like dark Oh, blue? the Kanker like sisters. Almost, yeah. So- No, wait. Kanker sisters is Ed and Eddie, I think. Oh. Well, I'm thinking uh, it has to be Proud Family because they bullied the shit out of Penny. No, yeah. It's those little, like, the set of girls that are, like, uh-huh. kind of blue. No, I know who you're yeah. talking about. Kanker sisters is definitely so- Ed and Eddie. <laughs> He had, like, that type of, like, weird hue to him, but almost, like, gray. Like, he just looked like there was no energy in him at all. And he goes on to tell me, because Friday night, he had rolled with his friends. Um, so he had already done drugs on Friday. And then Saturday, when we were supposed to hang out, I guess he got talked into tripping. And instead of just saying that to me and letting me know, like, hey, I decided mm-hmm. to trip tonight like I wasn't gonna judge him like I don't give a fuck yeah. like what I because then his whole thing was well I didn't want you to judge me because I was doing drugs back to back and then he mm-hmm. says I didn't want you to think that I'm a drug addict and when he said the words drug addict mm, I heard like- <laughs> a noise and I still to this day have never heard a noise like this not even in dubstep <laughs> like it was this gross weird just slimy was it like a gurgling kind of noise it was a weird ass fucking noise my guy you want to hear something kind of weird real quick yeah i think i heard that the other day i've told you my house is haunted i heard some weird ass gurgling shit in the corner of my room the other day and i was like fuck no anyways sorry to interrupt you continue with the i don't like that it was like it was because when i heard the noise as i'm simultaneously hearing this noise his appearance gets worse like tremendously worse to the point I got nervous and I pretty much like he left like it was whatever but like I stopped trying to do anything about that because Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to just ignore that because I I don't have like even though I have quite a few stories of random like weird interactions like that it's not normal for that to happen no with people um and yeah I could chalk it up to his life force was drained because he did do drugs two days in a row like whatever else but it was 
Everyone's home. It was weird. It was weird. Um, I've been there, so I can't judge too harshly, but at the same time, I'm judging slightly. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. Psychedelics, they just, they have, they are, it's, Shelby was talking about it on my dad's podcast last night. It's plant medicine. So when you're consuming these drugs, even if it's uh, acid, because I said, Acid is derived from ergot, which is a type of grain. Well, yeah, that's how they think the Salem witch trials ended up happening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because they thought people were eating. Eating moldy ass bread yep, and, and, and tripping, tripping dick. dick. Yep, absolutely. And seeing some shit that actually wasn't happening. And they were like, this is a great opportunity to burn some women. Hang some women. I Since have we're a lovely go. bunch of coconuts. I'll, I'll be your intermission, okay? <laughs> trying to think (laughs) country road i know please don't put that in (laughs) 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 make trades take this part out and throw it in the beginning (laughs) oh my god as like the just i don't know know, like the intro the more you know i don't know why i did that but it's fine this is what happens when you put a microphone in front of me and I don't have anything else to do. I just spout off. Like, right now, I just want to Mariah carry the fuck out of this microphone. <laughs> you saw me earlier. I was, like, doing the whole hand thing. Like That was Rihanna. That, that was Rihanna. Rihanna. I was like, all I want for Christmas is you. I'm so sorry, guys. I can sing better than that, just so you guys know. <laughs> so, yeah, psychedelics, they just, um, when you're ingesting these things i mean and not everybody would believe this but it is plant medicine and there is energy and spirits attached to these things and they are sacred so when you're ingesting these like especially um mushrooms i've i was about to say i've had some crazy things happen like do i want to wait until the psychedelics episode to talk (laughs) about this fuck that's only because we got on the topic and now i'm like i want to talk about this well i mean um i can hurry if you don't want to like add that real quick i can just say this real fast so i genuinely feel like especially with mushrooms like because you've heard shelby talk about like ancestral like practices and stuff and connecting to those who came before you in your bloodline right i genuinely feel like if you can find the psychedelic that matches up to that particular blood like that ancestry line i should say that makes sense um I feel like it enhances the experience almost because, so like for me, I have, I'm like, I'm trying to think about the percentage. I'm like 20 something percent Scottish. I'm like eight or 9% Norwegian. Like basically that entire area is like what I am basically. So I feel like when I partake in mushrooms, especially, Mm -hmm. um, I feel almost a more deeper connection with the vibe because at the same time with psychedelics, you're experiencing the exact same thing that somebody hundreds, if not thousands of years ago, experienced also. Which, right. oops, I just touched the microphone, and I'm wearing lipstick. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But um, I, ge- I genuinely feel like that is an experience that no matter what time you live, it is a shared experience with everybody right. who came before you. So, and you don't really get anything. I mean, like, you can eat food. You can drink water. Like, mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. Like, you can take a shit. That kind of stuff has been around <laughs> for since humans became a thing. So, like, that's not... <laughs> I can't believe I said I that. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> but I, de- I definitely feel like psychedelics, that, that takes you to a whole other plane of existence, number one. And it's a whole other plane of existence that other people have seen before you. So it's a certain level of like a direct line to that 
to that connection. Yeah, to that spiritual connection, which is why you hear people say that you should do psychedelics in a almost religious setting. So that's what they were used for initially. And that's mm-hmm. um, as much like I would never lie and say, because obviously I've said I've tripped wow. at shows. I've used it I mean, recreationally, absolutely. But yeah. um, I... M- m- my trips will tell me when I'm doing that too much because I won't get anything (laughs) out of them. (laughs) Yeah. I won't get anything out of them and it will just be like a weird vibe and I'll come away with it. Just kind of being like, damn, now I'm just exhausted and I have a migraine. Like, all right. So, um, you know, obviously I got a forced tolerance break being pregnant, but I'm so grateful and excited. Oh, it's good to to have that because, um, I think it's easy to start using these substances as therapy and for the spiritual aspect, but then it's easy to fall into this uh, cycle of, okay, well, every time I need, I feel like I need something. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take this and it's just going to give it to me. And oh, that's yeah. not it's, how it works. No, it's, and that's how you end up with a, with an unpleasant experience because absolutely. Like, psychedelics show you your shadow, whether you want to see it or not. Yep. So. That's why, that's why I think it scares a lot of people or people that mm-hmm. have had bad experiences. Like my biological father, when he did acid, he lost his mind. Mm -hmm. He was calling his grandpa, my great grandpa, the devil. Like they had to call an ambulance to strap him down to a gurney and like until he would come until his trip because they can't do anything. They just have to wait for a trade out. I mean, they didn't have Xanax at that point. They didn't have any sort of opiate downer where you could kind of kill it. Uh, Yeah, it's just- I still don't recommend that because it's scary. Yeah, I stuff that shouldn't necessarily be mixed, but it's fine. Yeah. So it's just and I think a lot of that had to do with his inner demons and things that he experienced or things that he had done that he had not worked through. And Mm -hmm. I hear that with a lot of people, especially like they'll tell you not to look in the mirror when you're on psychedelics. And I feel like the only time it would be scary is one. A lot of people do see like they see themselves age and that really to me isn't scary I can see how it could be to others but that's just trying to signify the death and rebirth and the everlasting of life itself that it's this constant cycle y'all need to me sorry I'm trying to interrupt and then stumble over my words I was just gonna say y'all need to stop being scared of death necessarily and getting old because as someone who's done post-mortem care on like seven or eight people it's calm. That's the mm-hmm. only vibe that you have when you're taking care of somebody who just crossed the veil. It's just peace and mm-hmm. calm in most situations. I worked yeah. in a nursing home, so obviously everybody was passing away from like old yeah. age and stuff. So there wasn't any like trauma aspects. Mm-hmm. There was there was one that was really really sad, but I've had one of those. Yeah. Um but that's just I don't know. I don't think I don't think is. people need to be scared about it. But what I was going to tell you too is with your whole like the whole psychedelics showing you your shadow self. That's another reason why I ended up deciding to get my shit together because yeah, I was I was tripping and I was having multiple shitty trips and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it's it all has to do with your psyche. Like literally, mm-hmm. people say to be in a good place, and I don't think you necessarily have to be in a good place, but definitely understand. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll see stuff that you've been ignoring. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely, and um, obviously, um, the, that's what I think people get freaked out with when they look at themselves in the mirror. If it's something a little bit darker, not really something that they enjoy, it could be that 
psychedelic trying to show you like it's literally laying everything out on mm-hmm. the table on an even even level of this is who you are all the good parts all the bad parts all the in between mm-hmm. this is you you can't run from it anymore no. so now you because you now have this knowledge it is your job to decide who do I want to be from here and exactly what do I was listening to LS Dream actually has a project called Light Code. I didn't realize that was him, but um, it is a bunch of spiritual practices and meditations that are on his YouTube channel. And I did one the other day for the new moon. And before we were going into the meditation, um, because he does them with his wife, Sarah Mm -hmm. Hudson. So she's the voice um, behind it. But she basically tells you as we're going through this, like just in your subconscious, I want you to think about what you carry with you in mm-hmm. your cosmic suitcase. And oh, I love that. what is it that you are still willing to take? And what are some things that you need to unpack and mm-hmm. let go of that are no longer useful? And I think that analogy is so powerful because once you get to this space of, and it's a shitty feel like, to be in the feeling of like finally acknowledging the shitty parts of yourself or oh, the mistakes you've made or sucks. your regrets, it is ho- a horrible spot to be in. Like energetically, it feels horrible, mm-hmm. but the best part about it is from there, you now know what's all in your suitcase and you can make the decision of what you're going to continue to pack with you. And at the end of the day, that is something that only you can do. Nobody else can do it for you. Oh, that part. Yeah, no one can do it for you. No, that part right there. A lot of people want to depend on other people Mm -hmm. to help fix them or to make them feel less of a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. That is not how you heal. (laughs) Like that just creates more codependency, I think. Oh, no, 100 percent. It definitely just breeds codependency. And one thing that I think no matter what, like if you focus on you and how you are and how you feel about yourself, everything else after that falls into place. Like you don't have to worry about your relationships. You don't have to worry about how work is going. You don't have to worry about like just life in general. Mm -hmm. Because if you are cool in your own skin and you feel cool with the person that you are, everything else becomes so much easier. Like Absolutely. It's kind of insane, honestly. Absolutely. Well, and when you do do the work of hot do do just kidding um serena made a poop joke oh <laughs> tim you better come get her <laughs> i am sounding kind of like That's tim huh? i'm sorry <laughs> um but when you do finally get to that point of all right i'm choosing to do this inner work I'm choosing to look at things for what they are you that's when you start making those deeper connections of why you are the way you are what things have happened to me that have caused me to Mm -hmm. react to certain situations in this way and when you do that throughout that work you're simultaneously showing yourself where your boundaries actually lie it's true and it does take a lot of courage to then do that and follow and through with the it boundaries yeah like I'm not gonna lie to you I was kind of I'm like and still am a little low-key scared shitless about this episode because I don't want people <laughs> to hear it and say like 
oh shit, I didn't know that she did that. I don't want to really necessarily be around that or da 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 da. I'd I rather don't think people. That would be it. I don't. I don't necessarily think it would be it either. But it definitely takes a certain amount of courage to yeah, acknowledge I that agree. and then to be open with people about it because of cancel so. culture. Like, mm-hmm. not gonna lie, I probably could have and maybe even still be canceled. I don't know. I I would hope the fuck not. But like, um, all that it takes basically is just someone being like, oh, you're a terrible person because of what you did four or five years ago. I don't want to be around that. And that's really, really hard. And that's why you don't hear a whole lot of people talking about this kind of thing when you don't hear people say like, I was shitty. I used to be the toxic person. Yeah, I used to be the abusive toxic one because people hear that statement and they are immediately like turned off from you well and what i would say to people that are turned off by that is people who are genuinely to the core toxic and not good people you will never hear them take accountability and say i was once toxic and was not a good person yeah like if that is how you can kind of differentiate because i'm sorry like i know so many people that will, would never, ever be caught dead, ever admitting. This is just how I am. Mm-hmm. This is who I yep. am. I well, am this way. Like This person did this and this person did that. I was just reacting to this. No. No, like that's not the way to do it. And I hope like it's come across on this episode that even when I was talking about the shit with me and my ex, mm-hmm. I mean, I talked about what, like, I, I don't know, even know if I actually have full-blown like explained explained what's going like what happened but suffice to say like I was just a bitch about everything oh yeah I did explain it I'm sorry um (laughs) but fucking a again why why does this keep happening well I think it's no like worth noting how you only talked about the things you did but you did not once bring up that's the point that I was trying to get at thank you yeah that's the point that I was trying to get at because it's not about what the other person did at the end of the day like and that's how you know you've truly taken accountability and mm -hmm. been like yeah you gotta own up for your own responses and your own actions and stuff like neutral and like he like, I, I can be neutral in that situation because I didn't know you then, and I can very much say, like, it was not just you. Absolutely Yeah, not. I mean, I've told you a bunch of stuff that, like, and I don't think it was just me either mm-hmm. now, um, but that doesn't negate the fact, like, what I was saying earlier. I do think that I played a huge role into how he ended up acting later mm-hmm. on. Um, do I think that we were, sup- like, a good match to begin with? No. I don't mm-hmm. think it would have lasted either way. Right. Um, but I definitely think that we brought out the worst in each other, and I had a special talent in doing that to him, especially. Right. And I totally – well, and this this reminds me of – and I'm glad I have the opportunity to talk about this because you brought up cancel culture, and it reminds me of the situation with E. coli. Oh, yeah. Um, however you Where pronounce that. Where it's just mutually um, just fucked, like, yeah, on each side. Yeah. yeah, I definitely – for anybody in the EDM scene, because um, he did – uh, play DOS and I think um, a lot of people were kind of feeling like weird about being at his set because of stuff that came out around the same time um, that everything came out with Space Jesus and Bass Nectar but the accusations against him were never sexual assaults the allegations against him um, came from his ex-fiance um, they had a very public um breakup and she was saying that he had been abusive to her physically which I am not condoning at all no uh, at never all. I condoning never that condone but I don't feel like someone side. deserves to be crucified um, for that at the same time like it's but, shitty but 
like someone my can move thing on with that. it my thing with it is that she immediately was out on social media doing all these things and mm-hmm. i remember seeing like she was giving certain dates of things because she wasn't even like super talking about the abuse as much as she was talking about the cheating. Like that seemed to be like the main, the huge front. And like she was giving off all these dates of when he had cheated on her. And then like, there's these fans of his that are like, but he was out in this completely different part of the world playing a show. I know because I saw him like stuff like that. And they ended up coming out with a statement together. Um, Eli and his ex fiance, um, that it, was handled very poorly and mm-hmm. it should not have been handled that mm-hmm. way in the public eye. And no. I remember seeing lots and lots of really big artists commenting on Ecoli's posts saying like so many of them said the same thing of like, look, you guys are both amazing human beings. You just aren't meant to be together. You just aren't great together. My ex's cousin who I was pretty close to at the time literally said exactly that he's like I love you two separately but you two together is a fucking nightmare and sometimes that is just the reality of things a lot of times when our when our traumas fixate us on certain people or we're brought together through trauma bonding um it's really hard to accept and see that like this just isn't supposed no to work and I'm going to hurry and cut in here. I, from what I said earlier, I was, I was making the point where it's like, if someone like with sexual assault and stuff like that, I have a really, really hard time justifying that at all. Honestly, Um, I do have a little bit more wiggle room for situations where someone gets physical or someone's emotionally abusive. I don't think that's right. And I don't want people to think that I'm condoning that. I'm definitely not. I still 100% believe you need to get help and you need to fix that shit. But I just wanted to make the point where I don't feel like those scenarios are something that make it so we have to make. So I can't even say this right. Drastic like decisions. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't want that sort of thing to have like, well, with people who are genuinely trying to be better, I don't want them to feel like their previous choices are going to follow them for forever. Right. Absolutely. So like I definitely like accountability consequences are important, mm-hmm. but I really hope that people when they see situations like this happen, they can use a certain level of gray thinking and mm-hmm. critical thinking and just kind of be like, okay, did you go and get help? Are you maybe on medication now? Mm-hmm. Like well, just like the process is cause you can suss that out. Like you can basically figure out who's going to be, someone who's genuinely not a good person versus somebody who's genuinely made mistakes in their life that they're not proud of and wanting to move forward from that. I just don't want people to feel like because of those actions, however long ago, that Mm -hmm. they are less important and less worth and worthy of happiness. You understand that. Yeah. Like I would feel like shit if somebody told me, Oh, well, five years ago, you were a raging bitch. So, like, sorry. That's you don't deserve anything and good in life. And I know. And I was freaking 17, 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was still being a bitch ass three years ago. So, I was 20. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I feel like, especially when people are young, got to give them a little wiggle room to try yeah. to be better at the very least. Like, yeah. humans are I not agree. black and white. So, like, we no. shouldn't make everybody like one category or another like you're either a bad person or a good person like there's so much overlap with that Mm -hmm. and I feel like people need to understand how to navigate that overlap a little bit yeah I agree I agree with that a lot especially um because 
I feel like um, there's certain, which I'm going to do a full episode on domestic abuse and things like that because it's so important to talk about, but like reactive abuse. Oh, um, yeah. That's a huge thing. That was me for like for sure. It was all reactive abuse. When somebody is sitting and like gets in your face and is screaming at you and doing all these things, they're not necessarily physically touching you, but they're doing all these things to push you until you're backed in a corner and you finally snap and then put hands on them. And then just so they can turn around and be like, well, he hit me or she hit me. You, he did this, she did that. Yeah, you low-key described the situation that, like, put the nail in the coffin with me and my ex. Like, I'll just tell you right. guys, like, we were arguing. It was getting super, super hyphy. Um, I can't even remember exactly. Like, this is how fucking stupid that I was. I can't even remember why I was That's upset. That's usually how it goes. It's so dumb. Like, if you can't even remember why you're going to be pissed, like, just don't do it. Um but Good I was advice. really, really pissed off, and I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, it was, like, something along the lines of, like, he was like, oh, well, you're just, uh, I can't even remember. But it was basically, I felt almost challenged in a way, so it was like, okay, well, if you already think that I'm a fucking crazy bitch, then I'll be a crazy-ass bitch. I don't give a fuck. Yep. And I, like, was in his face, and I was getting mad at him. I smacked him once, like... Yeah. terrible don't don't do that guys it's it doesn't feel good especially it doesn't feel good for the fucking person like realize the right. trauma that you are inflicting when you do that kind of thing like I Absolutely. feel like shit about that to this day that I probably left some sort of at least an emotional scar I don't think right. no I didn't leave any physical scars god I, I sound like, like I such an not. ass I sound like such an ass but, but it gives people insight as to why you're saying <coughs> what you're saying because you're, you're not that person anymore at all no you would never I would never, ever, ever ever walk up. Like, in an argument, I would sooner remove myself and be like, I can't talk to you about this right now anymore versus getting more pissed off. And, like, I mean, I'll just tell you guys this, too. It fucking sucks when you get to that point sometimes because when you're arguing with people and you want to walk away, they sometimes people just use that as cannon fodder and they're like great you're just walking away blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. sometimes it's so much healthier and it's better to don't let 100%. people manipulate you that 100%. way 100 percent. if you need to remove yourself because you're gonna get more toxic do Absolutely. it fuck what the, yeah. the other person thinks if they're think if they think that you're being toxic because you just don't want to have a conversation anymore like I mean, you can straight up tell them. I was like, I'm trying to not lose my shit right now. So I'm going to go. You're going to have to give me a fucking minute. And that's one thing that I feel like people should just be better at in general and just being like, okay, let's take a break. Come back at this here in a minute. Or like, we'll come back at it tomorrow or something like that. Like, well, and I've always, because I was always like, I don't know where I learned this or where I saw it that made me think this way. But I always thought like, you should not, specifically in like romantic relationships, you should not go to bed angry. And the I, worst I advice think that's ever. The, I, I think it's horrible advice. Don't I think, that. like, yes, it's not nice to go to bed being angry with your partner, but sometimes sleep genuinely will change everything. Does wonders, and you can come back to it the next day, reset, refreshed mm-hmm. in a different space, mm-hmm. and be able to speak from your wounded part yes. rather than, or for your wounded part rather than from your wounded part. One hundred fucking percent, because. Like, that's how my family argues, and that's what, like, I remember being a kid and hearing my mom even say she's, like, the worst marriage advice I ever got, and the worst marriage advice that I still can't manage to not take is don't go to bed angry. Mm -hmm. Like, she, her and my dad would just sit and argue until, like, the 
till like, the sun comes up then it's like though, great and honestly i mean i'm speaking this from my own perspective i know for a fact i get more emotional at night like i'll be sitting there mm-hmm. all day because i like so like i've been single for a fuck ton like and i'm very much a relationship type of person but right. i've been single for oh we're coming up on three years now Damn. um so oh, fucking goddamn it with my train of goddamn thought it's I'm okay so, i understand pregnancy brain <laughs> Um, I don't even, I'm not even pregnant though. So I know, like, that's but maybe I'm thing. like, maybe, maybe it's I'm just because wrong. I'm a hoe. So my brain cells are just like, all of our power has gone towards sucking dick for the last six months. So <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that one. This is an 18 and up podcast, you guys. Oh yeah. You didn't do that disclaimer beforehand. I don't do it every time because people should know by now. Y'all I mean, should know by now. I mean, there's going to be some I'm sorry, but type shit every you, episode. If you're hitting him with that gluck gluck, call our daddy fans, shout out. If you're hitting him with that gluck gluck, it does definitely take like at least 75% of my brain power. Oh my God. <laughs> and what's funny about that is I knew where you were going before you said that. And now I'm just like, nope, it's, I was helpful. And now I'm. Now I completely now lost I have it too. No help. But um, I was basically saying, <laughs> shit. Now I can't remember. See, I just think about dick, and this is. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, <laughs> you can't give Tim this kind of ammo on you right now. Tim knows that I just love fucking like sucking dick. He knows this. <laughs> oh my god. Tim knows. Tim gives me shit because my last freaking you know this. My last. Uh, roster filler i should say (laughs) i was like i'm just in it for the dick and he's like Haley, you're not even getting the power with that you're always going to him i'm like god damn it you're right you're right fuck i gotta get closer dick that'll come to me shit (laughs) so if you guys uh, are close to clinton utah um you want to lay down some pop I have a fat ass, just so you guys know. She does. What is that Pokemon that Tim compared you to? Oh, my fucking God. Okay. Tim Tim compared me to fucking Mewtwo. He's like, you should post this. And I am going to post this. So I'll probably post it before you try to post this episode. Yeah. But it's like, fellas, before you hit me up, just know I'm shaped like this. And it's a fucking picture of Mewtwo. I'm and like, it's God so damn accurate. It. And then he, Tim always loves to talk about my clavicle because I have no tits. So it's fine. Like... I'm all ass here, folks. All ass. All ass and thighs, baby. Y'all didn't ask for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Y'all you did guys. not ask for this. Um, I think I can almost tell you what my point was, where I was just basically saying, like, I've been single for, like, three years. So being able to be single and deal with st- shit on your own time and, like, not relying on somebody else to make you feel okay and feel whole and stuff like that. That alone is a huge lesson. Absolutely. And it's something that I even still struggle with. Like, I, I like being snuggled. And I like my cuddles. I do like my cuddles. And as you guys have just realized, I do enjoy sucking a dick here and there. <laughs> <laughs> my poor father is going to be like, that witty little thing. I no. mean, he was the one that told me I would be good on a podcast, so it's his fault. <laughs> he should have known. I sh- as soon as I made a joke about being jailbait because I look like I'm 16, like, he should have realized. Like, Yo, we were legit worried for Haley. She came out with us on a trip to, we went to Arizona, and then we went to Vegas for our friend Coda's birthday. Shout out to you, Coda. We I love, love you, Coda. you so much. You hot-ass bitch. You hot-ass I low-key have a crush on you. Low-key, no. Okay. I am in love with her. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Very much true. She's everything I strive to be. Um, But... We went out to the strip and Haley's in this cute dress and it has 
floral all over it. And she looked like a little 15 year old fucking girl. And there's all these dudes eyeballing her. And me and Logan are like on our tiptoes. Like, where the fuck did Haley go? Yeah, Logan seriously, Where's, like, you oh, need to stay in my life. <laughs> Dadded the fuck out of you. Cause I was just like, because we were not smart. Do not recommend taking drugs on the strip. I was having a fantastic time, oh, I but I so took less. I took like this much stuff comparatively to everybody else. So yeah, it um it made me paranoid, and then feeling paranoid that my friend was going to get sex trafficked for I'm being so mistaken sorry. for a fifteen year old <laughs> because she would be worth a lot of money. I would be expensive. This is true. Yeah, a lot of money. So that is Haley. Low cholesterol. <laughs> Nice big rump cut, like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this isn't, like, the greatest uh, transition to this, <laughs> but before we wrap this up, I wanted to touch on this because I think it's so important with everything that is going on with the abortion ban in Texas, which we did talk about that in Shelby Nye's episode. Um, but it has since officially gone through, so it is an active law. Um, um, I'm going to hurry and add something real please fast. Please do. So the Supreme Court, like, you know how they came out and said, like, oh, we're just going to leave the thing alone. It wasn't because they're not going to look at the bill. It's because the how it was done, I don't know the exact details, but how it was done or the people who were presenting the lawsuit or something like that mm-hmm. did it in a certain way that it didn't follow in line with how they needed it to. So the Supreme Court didn't say that they're – gonna leave it alone but okay. it needs to be done in a different way for them to actually like i didn't even know that was a thing it. yeah i had no idea that still fucky it's still some like soviet union type shit where you're tattling on your goddamn neighbor it literally feels like nazi germany type of thing sally but from down the block was pregnant and now she's not i think she had an abortion and then they can just show up at this bitch's house and investigate her and arrest her if it shows that sh- it's just and everybody it, else who fucking helped her yeah it's it's disgusting. Your fucking Uber rider. Did you see that Lyft came out with a statement though? No. Oh, they were like, "Fuck you guys." If you guys try to do that, like, oh, I, tr- I hope I wish I had had it. But Lyft basically came out and s- with a statement saying, like, "No, like you should. You're gonna keep riding how you ride. No one's gonna fucking find out where you're going. Your privacy matters. Basically, like your rights through our company at least mm-hmm. matter." Important. Sorry, That's continue important. though. You're I good. Totally totally cut you off so to anybody who uh does want to take that extra step to protect their rights to bodily autonomy and being able to get an abortion if life unfortunately finds you on that path uh the satanic temple actually you can register to the satanic temple as a member and your rights um your body is completely protected um so um this would affect obviously with this bill and everything it would affect the right to choose what happens to a person's body um and this country has religious freedoms so if you register and you become a member of the satanic temple you reserve your rights to be able to medically go get that done um but because so many people hear satanic temple and they're like oh my god satan worshipers i'm not gonna register with them um you worship the devil yeah and it's funny because um shelby kind of touched on this last night on my dad's podcast as well about satanism um because um they don't they don't believe in satan in order for them to believe in satan they would have to believe in a god and they don't believe oh, in that. Okay. that so I kind sense. of wanted to share. I feel like they could do the a name change. 
I think you, we, I don't know to, enough about them to explain that, but I'm sure there's a reason for that. Yeah, but I wanted to read these things <laughs> off for you guys. So uh, the mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy. Reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. There are seven fundamental tenets being in the satanic temple. One is one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Three, one's body is involved viable subject to one's own will alone uh for the freedoms of others should be respected including the freedom to offend to willfully and unjustly approach upon the freedom of another is to forego one's own five beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world one should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs <laughs> oh, weird um six uh what it, I, this is a facebook post so it cut off <clears throat> on that one but on some of the questions so there's like this fact section like do you worship satan and this is when they said no nor do we believe in the existence of satan um the satanic temple believes that religion can and should be divorced from superstition as such we do not promote a belief in a personal satan to embrace the name satan is to embrace rational inquiry removed from supernaturalism and archaic tradition based superstitions satanists should actively work to hone critical thinking and exercise a reasonable agnostic agnosticism in all things um our beliefs must be malleable to the best current scientific understandings of the material world never reversed um and then let's see i think the very i finally found the very last of their seven principles for lack of a better term uh every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility and action and thought the spirit of compassion wisdom and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word so basically just be good to human beings. Um, In other words, just be, be a yourself. decent fucking yeah. human. Like. Literally, that's all they are about. Worry that about your own it. goddamn self, basically. Yeah, just <laughs> worry about your own growth. Uh, they that. believe very much in, in science um, and bodily autonomy and all of that stuff. So uh, really not, I mean, obviously the name stigmatizes them a lot. But, a little bit. <laughs> um, Obviously, there has to be a reason for that that I'll have to look more into because now I'm just more intrigued. And they kind of talked about it on there. But, yeah, so that is a thing. I've, I've posted about it on my Facebook a few times, but I wanted to get it on the podcast and let people know, um, especially since Utah is kind of we're sketching me out. Like, yeah. we're, uh, we're right on par with Texas almost. Yeah, yeah. So um, you can do that on their website, which I will also link. But... It's just the satanictemple.com. You can go on, read more about them. There's more um, information to be shared on there because um, we are both huge advocates for um, pro-choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of this topic, um, I'm just going to tell you guys, wouldn't it be an absolute shame if y'all downloaded a VPN service for super fucking cheap and changed your location to Texas? And wouldn't it be shitty if you created a bunch of fake emails and fake names and fake Texas addresses. There's tons of websites that you can do this on. And wouldn't it be a shame if just everybody 
like made a whole bunch of freaking fake anonymous tips that look pretty damn real and have the IP address of Texas. So it just like it would suck so bad if that whole anonymous tip system was just backed the fuck up to the point where nobody could do anything but sift through fake tips. I know y'all motherfuckers got time. I work at a freaking, well, I, eh, I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm not going to say I'm that. I'm not going to say that. But I know about cell phones, and I can help you guys set that shit up. So, <laughs> Holla at you, girl. I fucking am, I'm slightly techie, so slightly. <laughs> I love that. Well, on that note, because we are going to try and get another fun episode recorded for you. I don't know how. This one was fun. I know that, like, it was fun. overall what we were talking about isn't always fun. But, like, yeah. I had fun doing this, and we I did. know that people are going to yeah. Freak out over you, yes. so yes, please freak out, swoon, swoon, everybody. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh shit, you know what we didn't talk about? Mm. Being a girl in this, uh, in the EDM music scene for a second. We can always do that another time, though. Yeah, I think that's something that because I want to dive deeper into you more and your experiences. So, and I know people are going to want to have you back on anyways. So. I'm fun. I'm pretty fun, especially when I'm not talking about some deep shit, like, because I can be very serious. I'm a very, (laughs) very serious analytical person, but at the same time, I say the most random shit that pops into my brain, as you guys can probably tell since I went on a tangent. (laughs) I'm not going to say the word again, but y'all know what the tangent was about. It's okay. Sucking a certain thing. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So we will definitely have her on so you can get more wildness. We are... Uh, the next episode we'll have her on. We are going to be playing a game called Ducking High. Uh, you girl that is pregnant because it's a game uh, to smoke weed too. <laughs> so I am going to be smoking. You're, you're yeah. I'm going to be smoking CBD weed, which to anybody who can't smoke actual weed because a drug test or you don't do well with THC, CBD weed is amazing. See, depending um, on the strain though, it can sometimes show up on drug tests. Word. I would... There's a specific website, and I don't have it, but there's a specific website. They'll send you, like, all every, like, the breakdown of the mm-hmm. plant and everything, and it will have a whole license. So if you get pulled over with it, like, you can have that here in Utah, no problem. Oh, um, well, you can have that. Just go get your medical card, though, honestly, guys. It's so fucking that's, worth doesn't it. doesn't help me. I'm pregnant. So. I know, but, <laughs> like, when you're not, though. Like, yeah. When you're not, get definitely. If you can get your medical yeah. card, do it. I know it's, it's not available it. to everybody. But, yeah, so she's going to be stony baloney, and I'm going to be fake stony baloney and we're gonna play that game and give you guys some laughs so I'm fucking um, funny, so <laughs> with that being said if you guys liked this episode please rate and leave a review on apple Podcasts for me i got my first review the other day and it made me so happy Fuck, i meant to do that <laughs> it's God okay it. so i would i would love to hear your guys's feedback remember you uh, if you have any questions or want to add anything to the show you can email me at sad at gmail.com you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Sad Girl Hours Podcast. I'm on Twitter too, but I don't really utilize that as much. So um, with that being said, because we've been doing this more, do you want to take some deep breaths with me? Yes, okay. I do. Okay. And repeat after me, please. I am capable. I am capable. I am enough. I am enough. I'm a bad bitch. I am a fucking bad bitch. 
One more time with more enthusiasm, if you can muster it. <laughs> I am capable. I am fucking capable. I am enough. I am fucking enough. And I am a bad bitch. And I am one bad bitch. Yes. Fuck it up, friends. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Sad Girl Hours. Stay safe, stay beautiful, and remember that there is always another day 